it's July 4th, 1998. Happy Independence Day. <laughs> and Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls is number one on the Billboard Modern Rock Charts. Welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I am Quillen. I'm Trav. I'm Al. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Today we'll be talking about Iris, the third <laughs> single from the City of Angels soundtrack. And first from the Goo Goo Dolls' eventual sixth album, Dizzy Up the Girl. Erice spent five consecutive weeks at the top of the modern rock chart. All right, here we are. Goo Goo Dolls back again. <laughs> uh, Iris was a, a monster song. Yeah. Peaked at number nine in the Hot 100, number two in the Adult Alternative, number eight on the Mainstream Rock chart, and uh, number one on the Pop chart. Um, what are your uh, what do you, how do you remember feeling about Iris? I don't know. I, <laughs> this is how every episode. I don't now. think. I don't think the world would understand. <laughs> your your complex. I don't. I don't want the world feelings. to see me because I don't. Th- I don't think they'd understand. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> oh God, it's it's so much, right? It's schmaltzy. Oh. They really just like went so hard, and it's like you know for the Goo Goo Dolls, like they were uh, the last week. Let let's check in with the Goo Goo Dolls from the last time we talked to them. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just talking about a boy named Goo, which was like a fantastic album, start to finish, and um, you know, prior to that, they were doing cool stuff, but it kind of like peaked and like culminated with a boy named Goo. Like every song on that album is like all like maybe not every but like almost every song is like really really good uh great vibes and then they come to this and it's like they kind of tried to push beyond whatever like alternative music was and maybe they were kind of like carrying whatever the zeitgeist of alternative music was with them because they were very cool in 1995 this replacements-esque kind of um band that really rocked and now in like 1998 they're doing this like heavy brooding kind of um ballady um like emo power accessible adult adult contemporary kind of thing mm-hmm. like this was very 96.3 more so than 89x mm-hmm. you know um and i think there's something to be said for that and like why what happened to them in those three years that's what I wanted. That's the mystery of this this episode. Why did they change so much? They're so different. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, we're just gonna just jump right ahead. I because you guys asked me to, I watched uh, City of Angels, the movie, <laughs> which this is on the soundtrack of. Thank you. And I was begging. the the full <laughs> The full version of this song doesn't appear in the movie. But instead, this kind of stripped down, almost demo version of it does. And it's it's almost entirely acoustic guitar. And when he hits the chorus, he doesn't go up the octave. He stays in the same octave as oh. the verse. And so it's very repetitive. 
And uh, it's not that different in spirit from name. Like it, it doesn't, it's it, like the, the, the chorus is not a huge chorus. It's basically, it's, I think it's even in the original, the, that version, the, um, it's the, the chorus and the verse have the same chords. I think that maybe in the final version, they just like sort of switch it up. I'm saying si- final version and original version because it feels like that was like the demo mm-hmm. that maybe he brought to the producer. And then the producer's like, we got to make this big. It's going to be in this big <laughs> Hollywood movie. So take the chorus up an octave and we're going to add these sweeping strings and stuff like that. But I, I felt like I could kind of see that switch and then this became a monster hit and uh wikipedia says that it's the google doll signature song now so it seems like everything that the band has done since has been the in the in the the iris mold like that that is what they decided they were going to be which yeah it's a shame because i mean naked was uh that was the song that i loved the most but uh what, what was the other big single from um Boy named Goo that was a rocker. Uh, uh, only one. There's there's another one. Um, Goo boys. <laughs> Goo boys. <laughs> uh, there's like a it's like a fall down or a or a or a um it's got some kind of lyrics like that. It's a, it's it's the the long the, way down. The, long, long way down. down. Long there way down. Of yeah. course. The opener. Yeah. yeah, that song's awesome. I don't you think that they were just I I like cashing in I guess on like the success of name or like Yeah, but did they have to do that? They were good right. at writing songs. Right. Like why yeah. did they why did they check out, you more, know? More money? I I don't know. I, I guess. Know. Yeah, yeah. That that, there's something like, to be said for that because it like expanded beyond like alternative rock to like um yeah. I don't know, like it was grocery a huge store. It was a huge uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember. Uh, the only things I remember from the City of Angels were that Meg Ryan was a surgeon and she mm-hmm. performed surgery to Red House by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that she rode a bike, uh, with no hands with her eyes closed and got smoked by a bus or some shit. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, no, Wait, it's, it's the be, last it's 10? Epic. I thought it was the beginning. I thought that yeah, that was how like, like it happened. Like the she died. The and then, there's like, maybe, maybe were, 15 um, minutes after sad. that. Nicholas Cage specifically was sad about her dying. God. Well, yeah. Sorry. So, so uh, the, the story of the movie is like Nicolas Cage is an angel, and he doesn't experience any like human sensations, uh, but he can reveal himself to people when he wants to, and he like feels moved to introduce himself to Meg Ryan, and like up until that point, every time that he shows up, he's like just super fucking creepy. He just shows up in the side of shots and like he's just got his Nicolas Cage face on. He reminds me of uh, Peter Stormare in the Cinco Boy um, uh, commercial where he just, you know, the, yeah. The um, creepy old man, like. Yeah. yeah. He just shows up <laughs> like, oh, you've lost your son. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he discovers that he can, uh, he can become human. It could because he wants to experience love and this life with Meg Ryan. <laughs> and so he um, sacrifices his angelhood and becomes human. And then Meg Ryan goes for a bike ride without a helmet on on a busy road and uh, dies. And then he's like stuck being human. Oh, human that's right. It's life. a real gift of the Magi situation. It is. It's an <laughs> O. Henry. It's an O. Henry kind of thing. Yeah. I never saw it. I, I never saw this movie. Saw well, it in the theater, baby. Whoa. Uh, that Gold Dust Woman? Is that? No, that's the Crow 2 soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, is that the whole doing Gold Dust Woman? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think of other songs from the soundtrack, and I, I, don't, I don't know any. Oh, well, I think we're talking about the soundtrack. Aren't we? Yeah. Is that what we decided on? Okay. Yeah. Oh no! I was listening. To, I listen. I listened to Dizzy Up the Girl. Oh Jesus! Oh. Yeah, you're gonna have to save that for later. <laughs> Whoops. That's fine. 
I liked uh, Iris okay to kind of a bit. Um, I yeah, I liked it. I liked it when well, what I mean is liked as and also currently liked it when I listened to it recently. Um, I I liked it a lot when I was a kid. Um, and it got overplayed and uh, you know the nature of the song and, and its sound just kind of wore on my ears and my tastes changed of course but listening to it now uh, there, are, there are parts that I, I kind of like the like stop and start bridge yeah oh, that whole section like the stop and start thing is cool and then, it's kind of third eye blind. Yeah, sure. And like emo, it's like that's an emo, like that that's an emo part. Um, mm-hmm. And then it does it a couple of times, and then there's this awesome drum fill that happens. It goes into the like the bridge into like the straight time bridge that is awesome, and I love the bridge. Like I love the whole section. Oh my! With the strings. The yeah. instrumental yeah. strength, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's really nice. It's you know it's the the main chords, right? Like those, like I don't think so, Daddy. Well, I don't I mean think the it's... same chords, but like the same kind of thing, right? Like he's using an alternate tuning, and it sounds really nice. And listen, this no? is what I think it is, and I want I want to hear your feedback praise and, about praise it. And worship chords? No, I think it's the chords from the world I know. Oh, by yeah. Collective Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Do you, same sort of thing. It, same vibes. If if not if not the same, like definitely in that yeah in that realm, one hundred percent. Yeah. No, you're, and that explains why I like it. Um, because <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, yeah, cool, but, but cool. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I I like that. Uh, I like that whole part. Like the the verses and the chorus are total slogs. Um, but it's worth it to me when it gets to that that bridge. It's it's really really good, a good bridge, and then it kind of peters out and whatever. But I I was surprised. I was surprised with how positively I felt about it. How do you guys feel about the mandolin? Sounds cool on this song. Yeah, I it's. I mean, it's great. It works. It's part of the. It's a good part of the arrangement. Well, okay, wait a minute. That's not fair, because it is so like maudlin and like mm-hmm. just so like it's so much. You know, I. I I mean, if you're if you're gonna go for it, I I mean, I guess like throw the kitchen sink at it, like, and that includes the mandolin. Cause I I feel like if you like show some restraint on this song, it's not the song anymore. Yeah, it's That's, so so sappy, you know. It's definitely sappy. The lyrics are, I don't know, just kind of like whatever to me. Like saying nothing essentially, um, like just vague. I don't know, like lines about love that just don't sound very interesting and um yeah it, sappy is like the perfect descriptor for for this but i can be a sap sometimes and it just kind of i don't know that's so funny because it's so sappy i mean it's like yeah, the far end of sappy and you're def- you're good with it, it you it's love definitely it. you're moved it's too sappy. I yeah, but you love it. it. Is, but I don't dislike. Don't be don't be self aware. Just say it. Just say it. I don't dislike it. I kind of like it. I I, I like <laughs> what a, song. I like a, okay. a section okay, of this right? song a lot. Yes. Be what song? What song moves you more? This or Good Riddance by Green Day? It's mm. a great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I when we talked our one of the Green Day songs we talked about Nimrod right and we talked about Good Riddance yeah yeah and uh, and you loved the strings and I think I was uh, on same same thing saying it was yeah I mean I think this song is probably better than Good Riddance I would say that this song is more even sappier but uh, I like it more it's yeah. 
So I was kind of surprised to see that um, this and Uninvited are like, they're genuinely soundtrack songs. Yeah. Like they did an edit of City of Angels and they brought in Johnny Resnick and Alanis Morissette to watch it. And they were like, write a song about this. And they both did. And they both were like number one songs. Um, crazy. Uh, I, well, Uninvited wasn't. I don't know, but Uninvited did. I think it did very well. It, it I don't was a think big, it was a number. It was a big song, though. Yeah. 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 So um, the producers of this soundtrack were Rob Cavallo, who's longtime oh, Green, Green, Green Day, Day producer, um, and I guess from this point forward, he's he's Goo Goo Dolls number one guy too. Um, and uh, Dear You, I was just going to ask, like, yeah, is he yeah. the Dear You guy also? Definitely, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, this the soundtrack was produced by him and by his Job dad. Breaker. Bob Cavallo. So Rob and Bob Cavallo. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Cavallo had also produced the soundtrack to Angus, which we discussed in the JAR <sighs> episode. And, and he sounds... produced the soundtrack to Tommy Boy as well. Okay. So, yeah, these are genuine songs. And, God. you know, I, I think, I don't know. It, it seems, given my summary of the movie, I think that there's not really a big necessity to talk about the lyrics of Iris, you know, I think he's writing from the perspective of the angel who wants to be seen by the human and gives up his uh, yeah, I think he doesn't immortality. want the world to see him. <laughs> <laughs> but he wants he wants her to know who he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. When everything just, when everything is made to be it's broken. Just her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so um, crazy that like so this is a Rob Cavallo thing after Tommy Boy and God, what was the other Angus? Angus, <laughs> like it's kind of a weird. It's a like, jump. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's definitely a jump because those two like perfect vibe kind of like sound alternative '90s soundtracks. Yeah, and well, City of Angels maybe maybe not so much. Yeah, it's it's not a. I mean, they're. It's surprising how many hits are on it now i don't know whether the other hits are um really have much to do with the record or if they were recycled from other records or what but um we can get to that in a minute uh this is another one where i i I failed to watch the music video is it it's mostly just clips from the movie i mean it's it's kind of i i watch the video and it's very it's like pirate smash mouth uh i think there's (laughs) like johnny resnick is watching uh i don't know stuff through a telescope while he's wearing these big leathery like his clothes his his outfits his outfits are the the feature of the the music video and all the weird looking different telescopes he's looking at like He's like, he keeps switching to a different telescope. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I incorrectly called microscope when I was watching the video. And, uh, I don't remember there being really any clips from the movie, actually. Um, oh, okay. But uh, what I would say about the video is, to me, what stuck out was it was like uh, not the traditional late 90s. Um, it, it was like kind of oversaturated and washed colors, but not greens and reds and like it was a bit more bland. Uh, yeah. Like the the colorscape was bland. It was like yellow and brown and white well, and gray. Yeah, so it was weird because there was like, there were two different kind of vibes that I got from it, which were like, he was wearing like black leather and like a trench coat and it was kind of darker. And then when he was wearing like the red leather with the golden telescope, it was a little more like sun, Brighter. sunburst. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunny. So, you know, there's the, the, the lightness and the dark. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Hey. The duality, the duality of man. Yeah. Hey. Of angels. T. Yeah. burn like man. Do you... <laughs> T, can you play acoustic guitar that low, like sitting as low as it is when Johnny Resnick is playing it in that music video? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just ask. I did. I just asked you. Okay, I will. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. No, I'm saying, like, is it, does the, the 
is it comfortable? Is it like no? A, that's a thing? so weird. Yeah, that's. I'm so sorry. That's what I'm drawing attention <laughs> to. It looked. Al, uh, in the music May video, you play acoustic guitar that low. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, not James Hetfield or something. And it, it, it's like it's it's sitting so low, and it just he's really having to stretch his arms to play these chords, and it just looks so awkward and uncomfortable. I yeah, it's like I know like that the cool thing, especially in the '90s, was the low guitars, but acoustic guitar, man. Good question. I don't know. Maybe it's. He was trying to do his do his thing, introduce a new concept. Yeah. That was just something that stuck out to me. I, I had never I had never noticed that before. Huh. Blink one eighty goo. Okay, uh, album. So we're going to talk about the City of Angels soundtrack because later on we have uh, the Goo Goo Dolls album Slide, mm-hmm. and uh, that um, we we don't need to talk about this Goo Goo Dolls album twice. So instead, we're we'll talk about this kind of monster uh, soundtrack, yeah. City of Angels soundtrack. Um, if there's anything even really to talk about, but yeah. So there's a, a remix of If God Will Send His Angels. This movie's very literal. This soundtrack yeah. is very literal about <laughs> angels. Every chance it gets to have an angel song. Um, so I remember liking that song a bit when we covered pop. When we covered pop, um, yeah. By U2. I, I think, couldn't really tell you what the differences are I, between I, the two mixes. I couldn't either. We, we already mentioned Uninvited. Um, yep, I already which, talked about that. Um, yeah, so this is a soundtrack of weepy adult alternative alternating with, uh, blues, blues. <laughs> yeah. Meg Ryan likes to listen to the blues while she operates. She's doing a, she's like scalpel, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then she's like, Jimmy. And then they, they press play on the tape recorder. And isn't she like smoking a cig or something? Bad <laughs> she's like a real she's, rule breaker. She's not smoking a cig. Damn. But, uh, All right. Okay. Is she really calling out the, the artist that she wants to listen yeah, to? Yeah. She's Alan? like, oh. yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then there's a fair amount of uh, very like Lilith fair kind of stuff on the soundtrack too um there's a, a pretty cool public hole song really quillen did you think that that song was kind of cool i actually thought it was pretty okay it feel in love it, it was kind of nice groovy it's yeah. got kind of cool uh the bass is is kind of creative yeah, it's got a nice groove but like kind of bouncy right like it, it's got yeah. a nice little bounce to it yeah yeah i, I she oversings a bit on mm-hmm. it but uh but it's pretty good and then angel by sarah mclaughlin mm-hmm. we got to keep the angel thing going mm-hmm. yeah um which i, I like did i like I, that song did you I like gather... it i like it That's, I'm, okay. i wish I wish that it had pedal steel on it 
instead of I think it's got a little bit of like um kind of echoey violin on it. But I feel like with those chords in the chorus and singing about the dark old hotel room, I feel like if it just had a slight country feel and it felt like, oh, this is like some hotel room off the side of the freeway, I feel like something could really click in this song. And it doesn't Hmm. quite get there. It feels more schmaltzy than like that kind of like lived in kind of lonesome country feeling that I want out of it. Um, Very, just a very schmaltzy soundtrack, but... I mean, um, I do like the song a decent amount. She sold that song to abused dogs. I was gonna say this is the the like you can't like hear it and not be like the ASPCA song, right? Is that what it is? I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. I, what I the, think so. What the, I don't. What the it's acronym like a dog. is? It's, it's I should have said. I should have checked that before. before I was before I said it. But um, yeah, uh, like it, it's just it's such a um, a, a joke of a like like a cliche of a song i shouldn't say a joke yeah like oh, well, you know i hadn't heard it in a long time and i don't watch cable tv really anymore i haven't had cable tv in a, probably over a decade so maybe that's why it's a little bit fresh to me well aren't yeah. you cool <laughs> yeah. oh i don't have cable yeah i, I have more important things to cool. do good for you now <laughs> some of us don't <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I heard this song um Thank You for Being a Friend the other day. And yeah. that seemed that's was kind of fresh and new to me. <laughs> Are you talking about thank you for giving to the Lord? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh I'm making a making a cable joke, but there it's is, probably on network TV. But anyway. There is a random well, I, I mean not random, but uh random I feel uh, the the Peter Gabriel song, the like the vibe uh-huh. of the Peter Gabriel song is kind of interesting. Um, amidst these other artists, I kind of liked it. It kind of had a cool meandering, uh, like arty kind of vibe to it that didn't really fit. But uh, I guess I would be interested to hear more of that kind of style from. I I'm like not a Peter Gabriel person. Um. Like I, I'm not necessarily a Peter Gabriel song, but a person. But I, I'm not sure that I've ever minded hearing a Peter Gabriel oh, song for sure. And like, what, what is the big album from like the mid '80s? Is it so? Is that the yeah. name of the album? Like that yeah. has some jams, and I, I like that album. Yeah, um, it does for sure. Yeah, I, I just like between that and then, like this is the next kind of solo Peter Gabriel like non huge hit that I. Yeah, kind of interacted with, and I was like, "Oh, if 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 this is kind of like what he ended up doing going into the '90s, like this sounds pretty, yeah, appealing to me." Maybe he did the he did the score to the Martin Scorsese movie, The Last Temptation of Christ, and he did. Kind of, I kind of like it. I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, that's interesting. I, this, there's some kind of great moments on it. Cool. That, that's yeah. cool. And of course, you know, he was like one of the big art rockers of the you know the late 70s mm-hmm. and early 80s it collaborations with kate bush i mean yeah, yeah. i'm pretty so i think they pe- say. Pe- i think he's pretty cool so they say seems cool travis he was in uh he was in a band with phil collins he was he was that's pretty good it's called yeah. uh yes right uh yeah it was called yes i yeah. didn't so i didn't listen to mike this. and the mechanics mike i didn't <laughs> I listened to Dizzy Up the Girl to prepare for this episode. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but Do you want to talk a, about Further On Up the Road by Eric Clapton? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what I was getting to. What What do you have to say about the Eric Clapton song? Nothing. I have nothing ever to say about any Eric Clapton song. I know. It I know. But like, it was l- trash. Let her rip. That's what know. I'm saying. He, he stinks. It was, it was crappy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear how much it stinks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't even pay enough attention to it to say how much it stinks. It goes I, into the like cliche, yeah. like traditional blues chord progression multiple oh, yeah. times, and I don't know if that's like a thing that Clapton is known to do. I, I don't. Clapton's like, God, right? <laughs> Clapton is the Lord that we should blues be and, thinking to uh, give to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just hot 
shit. If anybody ever wants to get on the Facebook page and defend Eric Clapton, I will not be, I I would listen. Like, I just need somebody to explain to me why anybody thinks Eric Clapton is special in any way. Um, And I'll I'll listen uh, respectfully. Yeah. Well, you'll read it uh, respectfully. You won't won't listen. Okay. <laughs> unless right. they somehow commented in audio. Like, unless they recorded a video and posted it on YouTube and then posted the link to the YouTube video or something yeah, all like of my, that. Every website, every, set, every website I go to, I have on audio. Um, <laughs> like, I have it read to me, like, what, what it says on it. So, there we yeah. go. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Well, we talked about all these songs, so I think we can just race through this. Yeah. Alice, uh, Alanis Morissette's Uninvited. Um, was released as a single in February of 1998, got to Modern Rock, number 26. And I was right, top 40, number one. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so two wow. songs from this soundtrack, both written in response to the movie, were number ones on the pop chart. Insane. Uh, if God Will Send His Angels by U2 did not chart. Interesting. Um, Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Now, that did originally come out on Surfacing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jan- or, uh, September 1998 was a Hot 100 number four, Adult Alternative number eight, uh, Top 40 number four. So that one ne- was must not really have ever been played on 89x. I wouldn't um, think so. Not not a modern rock track. No. Uh, let's go to the charts. Yeah. Sit in my lap. Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, mainstream rock number one, Blue on Black by Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Oh, I've got so much to say about this song. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've already said it. Um, and... Uh, that goes into the downtown by Days oh. of the New. <laughs> am I on the am I on the wrong wrong podcast? I think uh, that um, sounds really good. We will hold off on talking in depth about the downtown until our next episode, which happens to have been recorded already. Um, uh, pop number one, The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. We've already talked about that, too. Mm-hmm. Shh. Um, so we can go straight to the modern rock chart. Yeah. Okay. So new things. Uh, I listened to a couple of things that I didn't recognize. Um, I listened to What I Didn't Know by Athenium. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I mentioned it in a previous episode. That oops. Song. Okay. It's okay. I don't think we talked about it a ton. I think it was just... is it, It's like a well, like a soft rock, like Matchbox 20 it's like a kind of thing, right? proto-Lifehouse yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a, yeah. a little bit of a, a Jimmy Eat World chorus, maybe. Mm. It's just funny because the name looks so edgy. And yes, then it's like, right. It's yeah. absolutely not. That's when I said I'll need more than you can offer me. Now I own empty space. I can fill it with your face. Cause what I didn't know, cause I was killing you. I said a lot of things that I didn't mean to. But I am older now, and I believe in you. So I can wait a while, if it brings me back. Um, Redundant by Green Day, I think we talked about a little bit in our Nimrod episode, Mm -hmm. but it's a very Mm Beatles-esque song um, Mm -hmm. that I think is pretty good. Uh, Truly Truly by Grant Lee Buffalo. I went back and listened to that because I discovered, I think through our podcast, that I liked the song. Was it Mockingbirds by Grant Lee Buffalo? Well, uh, that wasn't something that you guys liked? I I did That band? I I wasn't... uh, uh, 
I didn't know. I, I listened to Truly Truly, and I it, it was not not for me. Yeah, no, I mean, I I thought it was fine, which is about as good as things got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did listen to "Get Him Out of Here" by Sprung Monkey. Yeah, I uh, I recognized the album cover. Funny enough, I think uh, something is telling me that in in the future, uh, a future guest might say the same thing I, i'm not sure but uh yeah i recognized the album cover and i was like oh i've heard this before and i i i didn't recognize this the song at all um did did either of you like did it sound no familiar to, no no it was like uh scooby snacks oh uh, yeah snooby skacks light yeah it was pretty bad it was it was bad it was out there um, and finally, I listened to Airport Song by Guster. Guster's like this huge cult band, right? I think so. Yeah. They're like, like they like have a, a really big cult following, I think. Somebody loves Guster. Yeah. They're yeah, like an alternative Guster. light ah. band that, um, yeah, that, that, that people are excited about. They must jam. Know. It sounded like they, Rusted Root to me or something, something like oh. that. Hmm. Like, oh my! Just like acoustic hippie music. Uh, one hippie music. One last thing that I would bring up is the song "Lucky Man" by The Verve. Um, yeah, they had a a couple of songs that felt like big plays for kind of like arena ballads on urban hymns, and they're all pleasant, um, but they don't really have great hooks or they just don't really like it doesn't feel like a lot of effort was put into them so i have a little bit of a soft spot for lucky man just because i did i did like that album um but uh really they they they, i don't think we're putting as much effort in as they were on their previous album a northern soul which really truly has these huge ballads like everybody take out your lighters for like half of that album and uh it feels like they're they're doing it on urban hymns too but it it, there's a little less i don't know there's a little less heart behind it Uh, yeah cool i know we've uh you've shown me some songs from a northern soul that are uh really cool yeah and um yeah i wondered i guess if urban hymns would carry that Fourth, but maybe not so much yeah it's it's a it's a pretty decent album i think um i don't know if we've ever talked about the drugs don't work but like i love that song that was like the other reasonably successful single from urban hymns not not anything on the scale of bittersweet symphony about that song i feel like i remember that being like a uh discovery for me from uh that mtv show 12 angry viewers Huh. Um, like I feel like I specifically remember that video being on, on that. That was a really good cool. song. I don't think that we've seen it on the I charts. We'll have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, I'll say yeah. I'm feeling just vulnerable enough to say <laughs> that "Walking After You" is on the charts, and it's kind of. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> I forgot, you know, I, yeah. I just see the title and I think about the song and it's nice. It's nice. It's a good song. It, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, did, fuck Dave Grohl, yes, but that song 100%, is okay. 100% fuck Dave Grohl. Enemy number one. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the chords are really nice. Yeah. Um, 
Did you... I want to say, was there a slightly different version that was on the X Files movie well, soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, something no, like so, that. No, right? so that's the thing is the the single is that the, that is okay. the single that we heard that there was a music video for. It's like full band. Taylor Hawkins is on it. Um, the album version is like very sparse, and uh, yeah, a little slower and. Uh, it's it's also good, um, but it's. it's I very, think the it's idea is kind of when it appears in the movie, it's kind of like Mulder is. It's like Mulder's message to Scully. <laughs> so maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> T- were you an X Files boy? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Know yeah, that. I like the X Files. I don't think I knew that. Okay. He was an Eve X. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cool. Thanks for, for calling that song out, Trav. Uh, I hate to talk yeah. positively about the Foo Fighters, but <laughs> it's a pretty good, pretty pretty nice song. Um, did you have anything else, T? No. Okay. No, I mean, it's all just kind of general. We've talked about Flagpole Sitter, right? We had to have. Like, yeah. I, I, or maybe or, it's just so like generic maybe that we, like, didn't we have it. Because but, like, we've talked about it so much and that album so much and other have we uh avenues yeah i feel like okay i mean i'm not saying necessarily on the podcast it's been a while i'm not even oh, saying like well, it is great. necessarily i'm just saying yeah in, in general like i feel like we song about song it. is great there are a lot of great songs on where have all the merrymakers gone yeah yeah i don't think it's a great album but really? i do think that there are yeah i agree with you al i think there are three or four great songs on it I love listening to it. I don't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I guess ob- ob- objectively, I don't know that I could say it's a great album. But um, yeah, I, like I Jack think, the like, Lion is great. And that's not even one of the songs that I would say is great. I mean, I like, like Radio Silence. Ra- oh yeah, I, uh, I love Old Hat. Wow. Uh, Did yeah? Was it Carlana not Valdez Private Helicopter? Private uh, Helicopter is good. Was it yeah. not on one of yours? Like top. 1997 albums no no yeah what a wonderful band yeah do you all like their next album king james version love love really okay i it doesn't i liked it when it came out and it doesn't do anything for me now really so yeah yeah, it's better than ever now Right, just okay. like love listening yeah, to it. Yeah, maybe I'll go back and listen more. You know, my favorite thing that Sean Nelson's ever done is sing background vocals in the Long Winters. Yeah, sure. Um, particularly on uh, "When I Pretend to Fall," mm-hmm. uh, I just love love the personality of him being in that band, but not being the front man of that band. Yeah, he's got a great voice and a great like yeah, I think kind of a great lead singer persona. He was I mean, in it comes the Long out. Winters. Sean Nelson was in the Long Winters, yeah. But he wasn't the front person. No, he does a lot of like background vocal stuff on like Barsook albums. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure he's on photo album, maybe. Yeah, with I think he and John Vanderslice. Yeah, sing yeah. Backup huh. vocals on multiple songs on the photo album. Yeah, um, yeah. Listen to like the friction uh, and something else at least sure. another song. Yeah, listen to like um, "Stupid" by Long Winters or um, uh, is is the song where he sings "When I Pretend to Fall"? Is that in that same song? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it is. Well, anyway, yeah, just if you listen to uh, "When I Pretend to Fall Again" and you keep in mind that Sean Nelson is singing, you'll you'll hear it very clearly. Now, wait, okay. is he in the band and playing guitar and just, uh, or is he like a? Guest I think vocalist? I think playing playing keys. Uh, I've seen a decent amount of footage of the Long Winters where Sean Nelson's playing oh, with wow. the band. Okay, so he's like yeah. in the band. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that the Long Winters have a one hundred percent stable. Um, yeah, sure. I think it's, it's mostly like just John, John Roderick. Roderick, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, I think that Sean Nelson's often in the mix. Okay, Al, I want to talk about where have all the Merrymakers gone? The first five okay. songs to me were like fantastic: Carlotta Valdez, Flagpole Sitter, Wooly Muffler, Private Helicopter, Problems and Bigger Ones. 
fantastic. And then the ones that you're mentioning are like Jack the Lion and Old Hat. Like uh-huh. those are that's six and seven. And then you've got okay, Terminal Annex and Wrecking Ball, whatever. And then Radio Silence. Like, like if you got ten songs, like that's a pretty good batting average for like yeah, all I of guess those songs. I don't know like, if I really awesome. remember loving Carlotta Valdez. Um, and I might need to look at the lyrics of Wooly Muffler to remember even what it is. Um, it's a drop D. It's a drop D droning kind of like maybe kind of hum esque kind of like quiet song that picks up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Maybe not as, as hard as like a hum song, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at the lyric and I, I remember that. Um, yeah. I think I, you know, I liked that one too. But I, I, I must kind of like the second half a little bit better than the first half. Crazy. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah, for me, it was always all first half. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to listen. Uh, maybe I'll listen back to both of those albums and we can chat a little more. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um. I'll try to avoid the songs that I feel like we may be called to talk about next uh, episode with our special guest. But uh, some, I just got like a couple more. Um, Perfect by the Smashing Pumpkins is on the charts today. Um, I think a couple episodes ago, maybe we talked about, is it Av- Ava Adore? Yeah. Um, perfect. Can we uh, all agree is awesome? I love it. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. All right. Moving on, Travis. Uh, <laughs> we've got my favorite song from the Godzilla soundtrack. No Shelter mm. by Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> also, my favorite Rage Against the Machine song. The song is it really? slaps. Yeah. It's drum, good. Yeah. The drumming is really creative and cool. Uh the bass is incredible. Um and I really like it. And I will say that for some reason I've been really really liking Bulls on Parade uh thanks to my uh new car with XM radio and lithium. It came on recently and i was like oh yeah the groove when the drums start playing straight over the uh silly sounding guitar part it's really cool but anyways no shelter uh just a cool weird groove and uh kind of an all over the place song and i yeah i just always really really liked that song great yeah Um, um that's that's all i got i think we ready to rate Iris? Yeah. All right. Um, I I like it just fine. I'll give it three arms of angels. Yeah. Um. Oh God. I. I. I want to be generous, and I don't. I don't. I don't know why. I don't really have a reason to be. I'll give it two and a half. Meg Ryan's getting smoked by a bus. I will give it... I was originally planning on giving it 3.75. Oh, my God. You can. <laughs> but when I was talking about it earlier, I was thinking, I'm literally talking about liking, like, one minute of this four-minute-long song. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, really liking that one minute of it. But uh, So I'm going to give it 3.5. I'm just going to lower it a smidge. 
falsified angels of the heaven kind. Because <laughs> stupid. Nicholas Cage is a false angel. If he if he became a human, he's a he's betrayed the Lord his God. And yeah, yeah. After he's a after. false angel. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't have anything for a for a unit. Are the Goo Goo Dolls a Nirvana wannabe? Been there, done that, right? We already <laughs> talked about this. At this point, no. Yeah. This is right. uh, this is like they're dumb. Also, they from did they utero. they arguably existed before Nirvana, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, or not arguably. <laughs> so. Yeah, Nirvana was a Goo Goo Dolls wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> tell me all your thoughts on pod as part of the off shelf family head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine the best most fun way for us to communicate with all of you is via our facebook group tell me all your thoughts on tell me all your thoughts on pod uh, or you can try emailing us at thoughts on pod at gmail.com you can listen along with our playlist on spotify apple music or watch along on YouTube. Uh, now for next week, um, I'm just making sure you've listened to Eve's one through five. Yes. Because otherwise, next week's episode might not really make <laughs> a lot of sense. Well, I have I haven't yet, but I I will be. Okay. I've gotten that's through our there's, homework. I've gotten through like three so far. Okay. There's yeah. Eve. Eve Strikes Back. Eve. Uh, Return of the Return Eve. of the Jedi. <laughs> Return of the Jedi Eve. <laughs> Eve yeah. of the Rings. Eve a New Hope. Eve Old Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, got him covered. Ready to go. Uh all right. We'll talk about the Eve re- six. The Return of the Eve. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know what you're gonna say. Before you say it, <laughs> I did. I said the return of the Eve. <laughs> oh, okay. Good, good joke. Eve two is just called Eves. It's like they use the aliens. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. That's okay. Bride, uh, bride of Eve, uh, seed of Eve. <laughs> um. All right. We'll be back in a little bit with our episode about Inside Out by Eve Six. Bye. Bye. Bye.